Welcome to the Wealthy Women Podcast. I am your host, Erica Lucas. I am a wellness enthusiast, nutrition junkie, a forever student of my own body, and a diamond essential oil educator with doTERRA. I love learning, implementing, upgrading, and educating. I'm so passionate about helping women know their worth, gain wisdom, and own their willpower. I am here to help women find answers and feel inspired to live a life of more. Welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Women Podcast with Erica Lucas. I am so excited to be able to share with you this amazing woman that I have here with me. Her name is Chelsea Marie, and she is a friend, a business partner, uh, a wellness guru. (laughs) She is a holistic health coach, and she is actually a board-certified holistic health coach and is a wellspring of knowledge and is so empowering to the people that she works with and um, social media, you can follow her there and you can just see how she truly is a a light, a bright light, uh, for, for, for helping people find their, their path when it comes to their health, but also just empowering people to find their purpose and their direction and their path. And I've really loved getting to know her over the last few years. Uh, her and I actually met in BC. That's where she lives. And I live in Ontario, Canada. She lives in British Columbia, Canada. And I was on a trip and randomly, Chelsea, I don't know if you remember this, but (laughs) (laughs) I was doing a pop-up shop in a Lululemon in Kelowna. And I was talking about oils and meeting people and connecting. And I was putting wild orange on people's hands and giving them this like little joyful burst of, uh, of citrus while they were shopping. And that's, that's how we met. That was our first interaction. And basically that was like five years ago, four and a half years ago. And it just kind of went from there and we became friends and then eventually business partners. And uh, it's just been so awesome getting to know you more. And uh, again, just being, <sighs> How do I word this? I, I feel so inspired by you. And that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on the podcast and have this conversation because I'm so inspired by you and have been since we met. And I know that a lot of people are going to be greatly impacted by the work that you do and just by the heart that you have. So long intro, intro, but I love this woman so much. And, uh, Chelsea, I want you to go ahead and just add anything else to that intro that you would want people to know about you before we dive in and start chatting. Um, Well, I think you touched upon a lot and thank you so much for that warm intro. And I just want you to know that I just adore working with you too. And you inspire me as much as I inspire you. And that's really, it took me like what, five, four to five years to actually decide, not well, four, yeah, four years or so to actually decide that I was going to you know, want to join doTERRA. Not that I didn't love the company, but it's choosing who your business partner is going to be. And I didn't want to make the wrong choice, but I really just loved your energy. And that's why I chose to partner with you was because I thought, you know what, you know, when you're in business, you're in business with someone, you know, wholeheartedly and you have to want to spend time with them and grow with them. And that's, you know, so you made this process, an easy one to choose to move forward with. Um, But as for my intro, I think you did a great job touching base on my nutrition, on my background. Um, Yeah, there's not much I can think to add right now. 
Okay, no problem. So first of all, I'm like, thank you. It's like love fest 2020 up in there. Like, I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, that that really means a lot. And it actually, one thing that you just quickly said, this is not what our topic is today, but when you talked about how like really choosing to align with somebody and how you took the time to make that decision, you and I live in different provinces. We live like worlds apart, really. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the fact that you chose that and that we we chose to work together, I think is really special. And it just shows that the world of social media and um, the internet and all of that, it's just really made the world a smaller place and you can connect with anybody and just being on this platform together, sharing with whoever happens to be listening. Hello there, listeners. <laughs> um, but you're being impacted and we're worlds apart from each other and maybe you're worlds apart from us. And I just think it's so cool that we can create community and strong connection in these types of platforms. So uh, it's very special. So we're going to, we're going to dive right in. And so I, I want you to share with everybody how your journey into health and wellness began. How did you come to start really caring about and valuing nutrition and just kind of a holistic health approach? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, when I was 12, my father was diagnosed with leukemia and my mom had just graduated from CSNN, the Canadian school of natural nutrition. And at the time that was like Canada's largest and most recognized nutrition, a holistic nutrition school. And so, I mean, it was kind of perfect timing. The fact that she could apply everything that she knew and he was actually quite critically ill. They weren't sure if he was actually going to survive, you know, that week when they, when he first got diagnosed and just watching my mom apply everything that she knew. And it wasn't just like she used homeopathy. She did use essential oils around the house. She did use different herbs and whatnot, but it was how she was prepping his food. Um, For anyone out there who is critically ill, if you've looked into like the Gerson therapy you're probably familiar with eating a lot of pureed a lot of blended food because at that time your body really has zero energy to even break down your food when you're so ill so just watching the way that she did all of that and applied it and she didn't just apply it to him she really applied it to the household she got rid of um you know chemical filled cleaning products, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner. I mean, it was a, it was a shock to the whole family. It was a huge mm-hmm. transition, especially like, I don't know, I think it was like 15 so, so years ago with you know, toothpaste didn't have so many options that were like natural options. So it was kind of hard to adjust at first, but seeing the difference it made on my dad and then the family, it just really opened up my eyes to how powerful nutrition really is. So uh, since I was 12, when it came to like school projects, my first one was on like hydrogenated oils. And when I found out what the food industry was putting into our food, it just sparked this passion in me where I felt the need to share with everyone. At the time, it just, you know, I just felt like this is my duty. I have to just share this information. If you don't want to apply it, that's totally fine. You know, everyone, you know, does things at their own pace and maybe what I have to share with you doesn't work for you. And that's totally fine. But I just feel that knowledge is so powerful. And by just sharing the knowledge, it allows you to make consciously, just allows you to make choices that align with the life that you want to live. So that's really how I got into nutrition was around 12 years old. Wow. And it really empowers people too, right? Just by you living that out and then sharing it, it's, it's, it's helped. It's helpful to you to live that out, but then also you're just leading by example and you're leading by lifestyle. It's truthfully, it's what I have found. It's the only way you can only say so much to someone before they actually want to instill change in their life. But by simply just 
I, that's one thing I learned and it took me years to actually figure that out where I just had to 100% apply it to myself and then mm-hmm. just do my thing, share it with social media and not, you know, having to like give verbal explosive, you know, <laughs> diarrhea to people, just kind of instilling information on them because that's obviously information overload. But you're right. People get inspired by what they see, not by what they're told necessarily. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that you appreciate that and that you noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like no one likes to be, uh, yeah, yeah, like told what to do, especially when even in business, like if I'm coaching people in within our community and I'm telling them, these are the things that you should do to succeed. And then I'm not doing them. It's like, wait a second. (laughs) So you're just telling me that's what I should do, but yet you're not walking your talk. Exactly. And that's, you know what, that's actually one thing I, I learned even more when I took IIN And, um, you know, they'll always teach you to not tell people what to do, but to ask them, you know, what do you feel is the, what, what is it that you feel is the next best thing for you? Like, what is it that you need to focus on for your health? And everyone, at the end of the day, we are really, truly, we know ourselves best more than Mm -hmm. any doctor. So we know what we need when we give ourselves the space to just, you know, answer those questions and to tap into that. Hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. So one thing that I think is so unique about your story is that your upbringing is how a lot of us nowadays, doesn't matter necessarily the generation or the age bracket or whatever, but nowadays, this is how we are starting to raise our families, right? This is how we're starting to instill change within our homes and changing our family trees and transforming because we're starting to be, you know, overly tired of being sick and tired and we are or sick and tired of being sick and tired is a saying. And we are, we are getting more information. Um, we live in the, the time of, of access and information too much. Even, uh, I actually, I was learning in IIN, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a minute. Uh, you know, a hundred years ago, the amount of information that people got in their whole entire lifetime is what we get in a whole week. Like we get so much information, so much access. So it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time because it can be detrimental to our health. But my point is you grew up unique in the sense that like most of the people that I know that are in our age bracket, even older, younger, their family lifestyle coming up wasn't as health focused as yours was. So can you explain a little bit about like, how did that happen? Cause that's, that's, I feel kind of unique that your mom was so passionate about health and nutrition. Was it just that your dad's sickness inspired her to look for answers or was she also brought up that way? So my mom was one of 16. And so she definitely Whoa. was, yeah, she definitely was not, there was no money in the household. So there was, she was definitely not brought up that way. Um, I mean, at the same time, they probably couldn't afford anything other than just like basic, you know, vegetables and potatoes and other, you know, basic foods. But um, so my mom just had, she was interested. She really had that, you know, she, as a, she like her, I believe she was like in her late teens, early twenties or so, um, where she was working for an esthetician, I think, and she was quite holistic. And I believe it kind of instilled that bit in my mom. And she just herself chose to do her schooling. And she actually graduated like weeks apart from when my dad was actually diagnosed. So she really had the passion in her prior to, but hadn't really applied much to the household. Um, Like, 
Because at the same time, you know, when you're in school, it's more um, symptomology. You're not really focusing on like cooking and stuff like that. It's more of like, you know, what symptoms you're experiencing and then what herbs you can take or what homeopathy you can take to treat that. And they do obviously touch base on food, but they don't really touch. She wasn't, she wasn't doing a whole bunch of cooking is what I'm yeah, getting at. So it was a shock to the whole family. It wasn't like it was slowly introduced. It was mm. because my dad was sick. We couldn't afford for his health, like his health could not afford to have, you know, any kind of bleach or Clorox in the household. You know, my dad couldn't afford to have anything that could be um, a possible threat to his immune system. Mm. So it just, it literally, it felt like it all happened overnight and it was forced upon us a little bit, which is why we were all quite bitter about it. But then (laughs) Quickly, we learned, like I learned to understand, okay, this is why we're using natural laundry detergent because, you know, it gets into our clothing, which gets into our pores when we sweat. And, you know, with my dad being sick, his immunity couldn't tolerate having anything in his system whatsoever. So um, once it, my mom instilled it into the family, it was funny. I would definitely share it with my friends. And then I, meant I went to school. I was the only one, you know, having like hot water and lemon in the morning. And when my friends would like go to the vending machine, I'd see them drinking pop. I would try to convince them to do maybe like an iced tea, like a fruit juice instead, even though it's still not the healthiest. But yeah, so it definitely was kind of forced upon us. It really just kind of came out of nowhere. Hmm. Oh, that's so cool. And, and you brought up something interesting, uh, uh, the cost uh, about how like you guys couldn't afford to have those chemicals and those things in, in your house and in your, your, your environment. And it's funny because a lot of people don't realize how expensive those things actually are. So like you guys couldn't afford to have it for his health, but like most people make allowances for those expenditures because it's what you do. Like when I went to university and and had to move into my dorm room, I didn't have all the household cleaning products that we had at home. So I had to go to buy them at Walmart. And I spent so much money on like these fundamental must have cleaning products in my house that not only were really expensive, but were poisoning me the entire time that I was in my dorm room. And so anyways, it's just, it's interesting how like (laughs) we actually, when we think about it, it's one of the most expensive things we put our money to, right? And then also it's something that really we can't afford health wise either, but people are just starting to wake up to that more now, I feel. Exactly. And it's funny you say that. I mean, honestly, I, myself, I kind of went through my own health scare. Um, you know, that, and that's why I love, I am really hit the spot for me because I, you know, since the age of 12, I knew like I had been studying nutrition for years. And then later on I was managing a nightclub, making a ton of money. And my intention was to save up money, which is why I was there. And then Mm -hmm. I wanted to start like my own holistic, um, like wellness, um, not retreat, but like a little wellness, like community for women. And Mm -hmm while I was on that journey working and making lots of money to save up, you know, I was always eating clean, but yet I got really, really, really sick. My Mm. adrenals were completely burnt out. My thyroid was slowing down. My kidneys weren't filtering toxins into my system properly. And it all came down to stress from my relationship and from my work. So, um, where was I getting at with this? Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, um, when it comes to like your health and whatnot, it definitely isn't just food. Shoot. There was a reason why I brought this up. What were we talking about before? Finances, maybe it was, it was about finances and how we can't afford some of those cleaning products, but we really can't even afford them for our health. And you were talking about how you were working at this job and making really good money, but your health was suffering. So is it maybe having to do with that? 
Shoot, I can't remember. The, it'll come to me. Um, but since we're on that, since we're, since I brought that up, yeah. So at the end of the day, too, you know, when it comes to our health, it really isn't just the foods that we eat. Okay, I remember why I brought it up now. So <laughs> for my, <laughs> so for myself, you know, I allowed, you know, even if, if if it's not food in a way that's creating toxicity in our system, it could be lifestyle habits, stress mm. that we tend to just put up with. And I myself, you know, even though I ate clean, I put up with the toxicity that my body was going through from stress from my work and my relationship. And it wasn't until I woke up one day with extreme puffiness, it was under one eye. Like I actually thought I got bit by a spider and I was, it wasn't going away and it was, it was making me very self-conscious at the time I was bartending. And, you know, at the time, you know, you want to look good behind the bar. Your tips do make a difference when you're at work and you look vibrant and you have energy. And um, um, I love the way you put that. That was so much nicer than where I thought it was going. <laughs> cause like, cause you think about like working at the bar, you gotta look all fly. You gotta look cute. Does anyone say fly anymore? No, no. I feel like that's too, it's an old thing. Yeah, you're like, like vibrant and glowing and just, yeah, I love well, that. You don't, you don't feel that way when you look in the mirror and you don't see that in yourself, then you don't give that off. Right. And absolutely mirror and it's this huge puffiness under one eye. I just felt like it really affected my self-esteem, my confidence. And it wasn't until, and but prior to that, I was so tired. Like I was mm. beyond burnt out and I kept pushing myself and pushing myself just to get the work done, to keep making money. And you know, you're right. Most people at this time, unfortunately, we don't do something about our health. We just kind of we adapt to it because that's what our bodies are good at. Our, our adrenals, our whole entire system is really good at adapting, especially to stress. But then sometimes we don't realize that we're pushing ourselves way past our capacity to actually deal with it in a healthy way. So, um, yeah, so I did, I get it. Cause I, I myself went through that where I didn't, you know, I let myself go way beyond what I was supposed to health wise. And I didn't change my health habits or my lifestyle habits until it became like, you know, I had no option because it was affecting my looks. So yeah, unfortunately, you know, as a society and I, I do a lot of supplement consulting and that's when a lot of people come to me or even when, when it comes to no, like, no nutrition, wanting to lose weight or just wanting to get healthy. Most people don't come to me until they're at that breaking point. And unfortunately, sometimes that's what we need to really make that change in our life. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened in, like, like you said, your mom had already been, you know, studying, but then everything happened where it's like, okay, now we need to implement, we need to act because of what's going on in our, our family and our, our lives. Right. And I think that yes. happens to a lot of people. It happened to me, it happened to me when I contracted MRSA from a hospital, you know, six years ago and look at the journey that I've been on since. And so, um, I, I really want, I think the, the reason why we're so passionate about sharing and educating on the power of natural medicine and supplements, essential oils and nutrition and learning more about the foods that also matter like love and, you know, joy and, uh, relationships and all of that. It's, we're passionate about it because we have seen either in our own lives or we've seen in other people's lives when it is almost too late where people are having to do so much damage control where it's like, we want to help those people that are at that place, but wouldn't it be great if we can teach people preventative measures, if we can teach them lifestyle habits and self-love and self-care um, you know, rituals in their day. And then that actually prevents them and rescues them before the, the devastation can even happen. And I, and I think, right. I can speak for both of us when I say that, but that is, that is one of the, the, the reasons why I wake up in the morning, excited to help people and share people with people, this kind of information. 
Yeah, I, absolutely. And it's funny because I feel like it definitely hits you more once you become 30. Because <laughs> they're you know, 30, when, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're a teen, you don't, you, you know, your body is very resilient. And then mm-hmm. once you're in your 20s, you know, you're still super, in your mind, you're still super young and you are. Not that you're not young in your 30s or 40s. It's just your body is starting to change hormonally, chemically, everything. And then you realize, oh, I need more sleep than before. Or, oh, you know, maybe I, could, I can't really do exactly what I used to do. I can't put in so many hours the way I used to. And you start to realize, no, I want to age gracefully. When you start to see that you're that you get sicker more often, or that you maybe you have a bit more fine lines around your eyes, you know, you want to you want to you realize that you know at the end of the day, you want to look good, you want to feel good, you want to have energy, you want to be there for your family, for your partner, you want to be able to thrive in your business and make the difference that you want to make. So that I find there's a tipping point when you hit your 30s when you start to realize, you know, in order, in order for me to really make the difference I want to make in the world, whether it's your family, your business, your friends, your partner. It's going to require you feeding your body the best and putting the best quality of just nutrients and whatever it is, you know, like, like with the oils, that's one of the reasons why I love them is because I want to make sure that I have, you know, not just oils that I love that I can use for stress, but oils that I can use around the household that I know are effective, but that also just give me the best quality of life that I could possibly have as well. Mm. And oils are something that we can definitely help you guys with in terms of educating. We're going to be actually doing uh, a class together, a virtual class. I believe it's Monday, January 20 something. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I will get it. (laughs) And uh, that is something that we're going to be offering more information on. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and learn more we can help you with that. And we'll explain both Chelsea and I are very, um, detail oriented, but we're not going <laughs> to overwhelm you. But the point is, is we have done a lot of our own research because Chelsea was somebody who I, we're the same. We're so the same. You needed to know that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, yeah. that this is the right company, the right oils, the right, it's you value what you put into your body or on your body so much that you needed to make sure and be 100% certain that these were the oils. And I was exactly the same way. And so, so I know some people, they want to do that kind of research and guys do that research. We'll give you some resources at that class. Um, but all of that to say, if you're somebody who's more just like, I just really trust people who are in the wellness industry, then you can put your trust in us knowing that we have been doing that analytical, um, over maybe over assessing the, um, research and all of that. And so we've done that work and we'll give you the resources to also do that if you want. But uh, again, you can, you can put your trust in us and we'll guide you on that journey. So, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about a couple things. So before we close out our episode together, there's some, there's some ground I want to cover with you, Chelsea. Uh, the first, I just want to talk a little bit about IIN. Um, and then I want to go into 2020 because it is 2020 today as we're talking and it is January, um, 7th today. And this podcast is going to be released, um, shortly thereafter. So all relevant in terms of starting a new year. And if you are listening to this podcast episode and it is March or it is September or it is December, 2020, or sometime in the future, that's okay. Because we're going to talk about goals in a little bit. And we're going to talk about goals specifically for 2020, but this can be applicable at all times. So I think it's really, really important 
for you to realize that New Year's resolutions are great <laughs> a lot of the time, but I do believe that they can be a bit overrated. And I believe that life transformation and change and goals can, can happen and be set and be executed any time of the year. So we're going to dive into that in a moment. Stay tuned. Our commercial break is going to be IIN. <laughs> so IIN is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And so why did you choose IIN to study? Oh my goodness. Okay. I love that you asked this question. It actually took me. Uh, so I moved to BC when I was 19 and I knew I wanted to get my certification in nutrition. I just didn't know what school my mom had gone to, CSNN. And so I was pretty sure that I was going to do CSNN because that's where she had gone. And then as I was, you know, I'm the kind of person where if I'm going to be charging someone, if I'm going to be helping someone, I want to know 100% that I will be able to help them get the results that they want. So that was my biggest fear was to invest in the wrong program, in, you know, in a program that wouldn't teach me enough to be able to actually help people change their lives. So I literally spent like well over five years researching. I looked at Edison. There was a couple in California. I looked into everything you can think of to the point where I actually chose nothing because I was too afraid to make the wrong choice. And then mm -hmm. that is actually the turning point for me was, you know, when I got sick and I realized I started, I picked up a book by Kimberly Schneider and I was listening to um, Your Wish is Your Command, which is an amazing audio book. And it just kind of explains to you that at the end of the day, if you want to manifest and create the life that you want, you have to focus on what feels good. And I realized I hate my job. It makes me feel horrible. So I started with that. I quit my job. I, I took some time off just to kind of recover and to heal myself. And then I got into smoothies. I got into juicing. And then I came across, you know, as I was posting my stuff, I posted a smoothie recipe one day and it, it brought me to this other website we're on this girl's website of saying become a health coach. And I had never heard of the title health coach. So mm -hmm. I clicked it, I looked into it, and then you know, came up IIN, and then it was talking about primary foods and secondary foods. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, primary food is basically everything else in your life that feeds your soul other than food, which I thought was really interesting because I had never heard of that before. And then they talked about individu individuality, which is, you know, not, there's not one thing that works for everybody. So immediately it made me feel like, wow, like I don't need to know all the answers. And at the end of the day, you know, I was very confused as to how I I got so ill, how I got to where I was because I knew how to eat clean. And when I realized, oh my goodness, like my relationship is actually making me toxic. My job has been making me toxic. It was like all the clouds had parted and everything had just become so clear to me as to why and how I got to where I was. So it just made it so much easier for me to understand, you know what, I don't need to know everything to help people. I just have to listen and then that way I can help guide them in the right direction. Oh, I love it. That's so good. And, and it, it's true. It is, it's a unique, it's a unique path in terms of holistic, um, a holistic professional career in that you really are trained in nutrition, but you're, but you're trained in, in almost like a life coaching role in a little bit too. It's like you're, you're helping people make healthy decisions in all of their, their life landscape, not just the lens of nutrition only. Oh, and it's, it's right? counseling, it's life coaching. And honestly, 
that is what I have found to make the biggest shift in my career is listening and helping people understand you know, why they do what they do. And, you know, you know, even when we talk about goals for 2020, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's not the reason why we don't achieve goals is because we're not really recognizing why we want them and not just why we want them, but who are we going to become in that process? That's why we want to lose weight. That's why we want to get healthy. That's why we want to transform our diets because we're not happy with the person we are. You know, we want to be more friendly. We want to be more upbeat. We want to be more loving. We want to be, you know, just better to ourselves and to other people. And I find that's not the first thing we really look at. We really look at the surface thing with like, oh, I want to be a certain size or, oh, I want to, you know, whatever it is for, you know, other people. But yeah, that was really the eye opener for me when I came across the program. And honestly, it was out of faith. I had never heard about it. It was a lot of money. It was American too. So the conversion at the time was really expensive, but it was honestly that program absolutely transformed my life. And there was no other school out there that I know of that makes you apply everything to your life. So you transform yourself first. Mm. That way, that's how you can show people how to transform is by leading by example. So. And it's funny you say that because even in the school, because I'm going through this this school, um, this program right now, and it's a, a, a one-year program that I'm doing, and they talk about that. They talk about how some people are going to choose to make a career out of this, and some people are just doing it for their, their health, for their yes. own health yes. benefit, life transformation, mm. just for their own self-care. And when I kind of mapped out my 2020 and I kind of broke it down into quarters and all of my little planning stuff that I do in my masterminding, um, it's funny because I actually didn't put, even though this is career related for me, I didn't put it into my career category. I put it in my my personal development and my self-care category of my plan for the year. And yeah. so I, I think it's, it, I, I agree with you. It's, it's brilliant. And I'm, I'm really excited. I had heard about it from actually a couple other people and then you, and I was like, okay, yeah, this, it's kind of becoming more um, apparent that this is the direction that I need to go in. And so I, yeah, I love, I love that you, I love that you experienced it and that it changed your life so much and that you can now not just take and, and not to say that anybody who does a different program or a different schooling is not helping people in the same way like they're helping not yeah you know like even one of my dearest friends she's a holistic nutritionist um an rhn a registered holistic nutritionist is that what your mom is at the same school yes yeah oh okay so she has that you know that category rhn and she's a live blood cell analyst and she's she helps people all the time but it's just a different program and it's a different focus and it's like you said really focusing on the self-care piece and healing yourself first and I heard a saying once and it's, you live, you learn, you upgrade. And then I think the next piece of that is then you share and you educate and you help other people. So you live it, you, you live life and you learn a lot of lessons. Then you decide, Mm -hmm. okay, how am I going to upgrade and how am I going to transform me? And then, okay, now I've done the things and now I can share that with people and they've watched my journey, but now I can, now I can teach and help navigate them on the journey too. So So yeah, so I love that. So thanks for sharing that. And so if anybody ever wants to learn more about IIN, definitely shoot us a message and we can give you guys some more information if it's a path that you want to go down for your self-care or for um, just a career path that you'd want to take. Just let us know. And in terms of, of uh, uh, in terms of how to walk with somebody in this type of, um, on this type of journey for yourself, I'm in school now. 
So I can't, I could help you, but like in terms of actually coaching you and being like a holistic health coach, I'm doing this for my self-care, but also as a means to merge into my doTERRA business. doTERRA is my career. And this is going to be an extra layer in which I can help people and serve people. If you're ready now, you're like, it's a new year and I'm ready for 2020 to kick off, not just this year. Okay. But a new decade of life transformation for yourself. Chelsea is your girl. She's incredible. She's been coaching people for how long now? Oh, thanks, Erica. It's You're so for it's since I graduated, it's been about five years. But my business has been um, after IN, I incorporated the metabolic balance, which is the blood work and the food plants. So my business has changed over the years, but overall, it's full on coaching for over th- about four years now. Right. So she's she's been in this, she's been doing the things, and she's Amazing. And so if you are needing, needing someone like her, um, definitely reach out and we'll give you her information at the end of the episode and they'll be in the the show notes as well. So let's kind of give, give people a a taste of what it would be to work with you in talking about 2020 goals. 20. Okay, for sure. So I specialize in helping women who want to essentially lose up to 30 pounds in under three months. Um, and women who want to reduce their inflammation, um, balance their hormones, but at the end of the day, just really want to feel good in their body, you know, feel confident, get their energy back and just feel amazing at their vibrancy back again in their life. And so when working with me, the first thing that we do is for one, get really clear as to why you want to do this, because my intention isn't just to give you you know, a step-by-step, okay, here's what you do. You apply, you get your results because at the end of the day, that's never going to be sustainable. So my intention is over the 12 weeks is to help my clients recreate a solid foundation in their life that sustainably fuels their body, their business, their lifestyle goals. And so when I say a foundation, this looks like, you know, understanding which of your habits, your thoughts, your beliefs, your relationships, the understanding what exactly in your life is holding you back and what is it that actually nourishes your body and your soul because that is what makes any change really sustainable is really instilling that actual growth not just physically in your life but internally in yourself as well so one of the first things I do is just kind of get clear as to you know what is it that's really holding you back what is it that you really want who you want to become that's one of my first things that I love doing with my clients is you know who do you want to become in this journey because at the end of the day you know we it you know, what we crave really the most in life is growth and growth from within as a, as a person, as an individual. So once we do that, we get your blood work. Um, and then that way I submit your blood work to Germany and then they put together a personalized food plan that is a hundred percent tailored to your body chemistry. And then once you get your food plan, we work together over the 12 weeks and then we incorporate not just the food part, but also the primary food parts, which is, you know, what is it in your life that really is going to allow you to tap into yourself and to shed those old beliefs that are holding you back, um, those old habits, and then really just understand what habits are going to really help you create that solid foundation to really sustainably fuel your body and just feel your absolute best. That's amazing. Oh, that is, that's like setting you up for success. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, well, you do know what I mean. Cause you do. It. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I think that's powerful. 
I was going to say, sorry. And then of course the oils as well. That's one of my favorite. That's one of the reasons why I really wanted to incorporate the oils is to educate others, not just how to remove toxic relationships, thoughts, habits, and beliefs that are holding us back, but also toxic chemicals. And then that's why, you know, the oils are so amazing is to really rid the physical chemicals and also help us to make those mental shifts as well. You know, stress has a huge effect on our body and the oils are so phenomenal at helping our body to let go, um, not just to release toxins and but to release those emotional mental toxins as well. Hmm. And this is why I was saying, like I started to say earlier, and then, then I think I sidetracked myself. People, you're getting used to that sort of thing, that sort, <laughs> of, sort of behavior, squirrel. Um, but I was saying earlier that uh, this is a unique career path and, and a unique path to take people on the health coaching path because it's not just giving you like facts and this is what these foods do to your body and you know, it's not just, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's walking with you on your journey. And it's, it's, it has such a unique place in the world to the effect that doctors are even starting to have health coaches work in their offices and have mm-hmm. space because they go, okay, well, we don't know enough about nutrition because we don't study it in school. And you could go see a holistic doctor. And I highly recommend that you guys have an entire team of people that that you work with and that work with you um, that are all on board with working uh, with you working with multiple people, i.e. having a naturopath that you go see and working with a health coach, working with a, a chiropractor, an osteopath or whatever you want. Um, I, I heard someone say actually in the IIN program, they called that... Um, Oh, it's like the Knights of the Round Table. It's like you are King Arthur and then you have like the Knights of the Round Table and all the people that are like a part of your wellness, like tribe of wellness professionals that are, that make up your, um, yeah, your round, your Knights of the Round Table. So the health coaching role though is different in that Chelsea will walk with you on your journey and she's going to allow you to lead this ultimately because She's going to give you the guidance. She's going to give you the tips. She's going to find out answers in your blood work, all of that. But ultimately you said earlier, Chelsea, it has to feel good for you, right? You being the person who's um, being coached, like you, your food choices, they have to align with you. They have to, your, your body knows best. And I think we forget that sometimes there's going to be things that you need to learn and grow in. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like just about people, like how, you allow them to kind of lead themselves and you listen, you said earlier, you, you, you listen and you kind of help them make the best decisions for themselves. Yes, absolutely. So um, it's interesting because so the food plans that I provide my clients, as I mentioned, I com- I collaborate with metabolic balance. And so basically, you know, when you're transitioning your diet, you're just getting very, it's, you're getting back to basic with your foods. Everything mm-hmm. is homemade. It comes down to just clean vegetables, clean sources of proteins, whether you're a vegetarian or whether you do, do enjoy eating meat. And, um, we do what's called a five hour window of fasting in between meals. And which for some people, the no snacking, For me, it's my favorite guideline because we tend to use food as a way to um, ignore and not deal with what's really bothering us in our Mm. life. And so I find right away, once we're getting back to basic with our foods and we're incorporating that five hours in between meals, you know, my clients love it because they're dropping weight as of day one. They're feeling less bloated. They get more energy. Like they are feeling a whole new person within a matter of seven days. But during those five hours, everything starts to surface. 
all those emotional things that you had been suppressing and pushing down and hiding with food or just keeping yourself busy, all that starts surfacing. And what I love is I don't need to tell them. I just need to let them talk. I just need to let them talk. I need to let them sort it out and just really, you know, it's like when we cry, you know, we're releasing that energy. When we talk about it, when we recognize it, instead of suppressing it, we're allowing our body room to metabolize all those emotions. Very similar to the journaling. I'm not sure if you learned about it by Julia Cameron, which you will learn at some point, but by basically, you know, facing what it is like our demons are or talking about what it is that's holding us back we allow ourselves to mentally and emotionally digest those things and you know emotion is just energy in motion and when we're not dealing with it and when we're not when we are suppressing it it creates blockage and stagnancy in our system which can create inflammation constipation all different types of symptoms so yeah what that's what i love is you know especially in the first beginning is just giving them that time and that space to really bring up and to surface whatever it is that's been holding them back because you know i can dig and dig and dig and dig and ask you a million questions but i find it's a lot easier when you just allow someone just to give them the safe space to talk about it and let them bring it up so, yeah. Does that answer um, the question that you were uh, posing? Yeah, yeah. And I and I had I love where you took it because I had I was giving it a bit more of like a nutrition um, stamp in that like people choosing a bit more of what's what feels right for their bodies food wise. But but what you shared was getting more into that whole primary foods and secondary foods things, right? Like prime primary foods are what you're talking about dealing with some of those emotions, and I love that whole metabolizing the emotion and then secondary foods are actually the foods that are on your plate. So yeah, I was speaking from the secondary food role, but I love that you took it to primary because that's so important. Well, it's funny because a lot of clients will come to me and they have all these food sensitivities and they can't digest things. And then we get them on their food plan, which is really, you know, back to basic. And then they do well. And then, you know, there's different stages. Like your first stage is like a detox stage for two days. Second stage is your strict phase where you follow exactly what's on your food plan. And then stage three is you get to go out to restaurants, eat your favorite foods, foods that you normally wouldn't have had on your food plan. And then my clients right away are like, oh my goodness, like I actually can't do black beans. They give me heartburn. And they didn't realize that before because they were just experiencing inflammation in all different types of ways. They didn't know what was causing what. So Mm. they learn really, really quickly what their body cannot tolerate. And what I also notice is that typically once the inflammation goes down, you don't have as many food sensitivities. When you have leaky gut and you've got a lot of inflammation going on in your gut, you become sensitive, almost allergic to everything. But once you give your body the time and the space to heal that up, then your body isn't reacting so much just so many different foods so it goes both ways i find most people can actually eat foods that they couldn't eat before or there are lots of foods they just they they learn you know i really help to guide them understanding how to listen to the signals in their body when they're actually full when they're actually hungry and then when you know something really is not agreeing with them because at the end of the day you know you can do so many different food sensitivities and tests, but all those are going to change around every six months or so. And your body is always changing hormonally, chemically. So at the end of the day, you know, you can pay so much money for all these tests. Um, Not that testing isn't good. I I think it's phenomenal, especially at first, you know, when you want to figure out where your body is at, I think blood work is an amazing, is a brilliant thing for everybody to do. So the first things I say is get your blood work done. But when it comes to food, it's just really, you know, paying attention to, you know, how your body is feeling. Is it feeling bloated? Can you actually digest it? Are you getting a headache from it? And then just allowing yourself time to pop in and pay attention. 
Oh, so good. So good. And actually an analogy that I was just kind of thinking of is like when you are, when you are working with a personal trainer and there's going to be some bad habits that maybe need to be unlearned, right? Maybe people have been working out in the past and they've, you know, worked out with poor posture or they've lifted, you know, their weight choices have been too much too soon, right? Or uh, too many reps or whatever, like maybe just the system in which they were doing it. They just needed someone to kind of guide them along and say, you know what, let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. Let's undo everything so we can redo it in a way that's actually correct and makes the most sense for you and your body and your goals. And that's, I love the stages that you were talking about. I've never heard you talk about that. And that was so cool because it's, it's allowing people to learn the basics and be regimented, but that's not for forever. You're regimented for that one stage where it's like, you're going to follow this plan exactly. And then, and so anyways, I, I, can you speak to kind of why a little bit more on why you do those stages and the success that you see people have with that? Yeah. So the first stage is a two day vegetable cleanse to really just cleanse the colon. This helps with just evacuating unadjusted foods out of your system. It helps with like preventing food cravings and all that kind of stuff. It also helps with proper food absorption. So that's the first phase. Phase two is you're following your food plan 100% to a T. So the vegetables, the portions, you do weigh everything out, which I know sounds really funny, but it's also just to retrain your body as to what your proper portions are. So that way, after a couple of weeks, you don't have to weigh your foods out because you have now trained yourself and your stomach to understand and to pay attention to when you actually start to feel full. A big part of that is really resetting your hormones, like your ghrelin and your leptin. Your body will send these signals telling you, oh, you're actually hungry or no, I'm actually full. But when we do things like processed foods, um, sugar-filled foods, our body loses those signals, especially when our blood sugar levels are imbalanced. So we're really just kind of getting everything, all your hormones settled, balancing your insulin to reduce your inflammation. And what I love is when we do that, everything, everything just starts to balance out beautifully. And then yeah, Mm. phase three is you will incorporate more foods into your, uh, like your meal plan is extended. And then I encourage my clients, you know, go out, have a glass of wine with your meal, have some chocolate, pay attention. Like, how do you actually feel? It was funny because I didn't realize I was actually quite sensitive to chocolate. Once I Mm. reduced it, I was sneezing and it was actually increasing my histamine levels. I had no idea. Interesting. Same thing with wine. I had no idea that when I reintroduced it, I would actually get congested, mainly when it was a poor quality wine. I had never noticed that before, but when it was a really nice, clean, organic one, I didn't notice the congestion. So it's just, it's funny, all the different little things that you start to notice when you give your body time and space. It's almost like when you're in a very toxic relationship with someone and you're like, oh, you know, you could never see yourself getting out of it. And then eventually you guys go on a break and then you're broken up for whatever, three, six months. And then you go back, you kind of maybe meet up and you're like, why was I ever with that person? Like, what did I see in them? It's kind of like that same idea where you're like, why was I eating those foods before when they were just me? <laughs> so crappy. So yeah, ex- exactly. It really I just 
it re like it reframes your mind. It opens up your mind. And at the same time too, like one thing I get from all my clients is I feel so good. I never want to go back. You know, when, when your mm-hmm. husband or your partner is like, Oh my God, like, what are you doing? Like, I want to do that. Or like one thing I hear all the time is, you know, your girlfriend saying like, what are you, what have you done? Like your skin looks different. Like what makeup are you using? And really it's not your makeup. It's just, you are glowing. And like, you, you know, your, your, your radiance from within is the most beautiful cover up or the beautiful makeup that you could ever really put on your skin. So, um, yeah. And then if stage four is, you know, exactly what works and you know, what doesn't, and you have found that balance and keep in mind too, while doing that, we're incorporating different lifestyle habits for some people. It's meditation for some people. It's yoga. And one thing I love is my clients really get to learn how stress is affecting their body weight wise, inflammation wise, how it changes their menstrual cycles, you know, how it can go from you waking up with night sweats or you having extreme breast tenderness or headaches or having absolutely none of that by just managing your stress. So, um, yeah, so every stage is, you know, that's for the most part the stages, but from person to person, you know, everyone is so unique and so individualized that I like to kind of help everyone understand really what works best with them because you can't follow what someone else is doing. It may not be the same for you. Awesome. Oh, that was so good. Oh, I loved all of that. Uh, I'm sure that those of, those of you who are listening are probably just like relishing in all this awesome information and, uh, and already just inspired. I told you, did I not tell you she's inspiring? I told you all. <laughs> um, so in another sort of analogy that I thought of as you were talking was um, when I cleaned out all the chemicals from my house over five years ago, actually almost mm. six years ago now, and I go down that grocery aisle. <laughs> if I have to go to the grocery store and I happen to walk down the aisle and it's literally, you know, I don't know how many feet, but it's just, it, take, it seems like it takes forever. I have to run and hold my breath because mm-hmm. the chemicals give me a headache immediately. Like I feel like it, it just, it just, the toxicity level, it just a cloud of toxic. And what's interesting is some people get frustrated when they cleanse out all of those toxins from their home. And then they, you know, now somebody's perfume bothers them at the movie theater or they go to the grocery store and they have to hold their breath and run down that aisle or like even the aisle beside it because it's just so powerful. And it's almost like people are grateful that they cleansed out, but they're like, but now my body feels broken because you know, now I have to be, I'm overly sensitive. And so can you speak to that when it comes to, what you see with food. Cause it's like, now yeah. you notice more things. And so some people might be like, Chelsea, you broke me because now I go to a restaurant and I have a glass of wine and I get congested, but <laughs> you and I see that as a good thing. Cause it's your body's being in its natural, it's your body's being in its natural state telling you yeah. and being able to give you a clear signal. It's like, it's like trying to see a lighthouse right? But there being complete fog and, and there's no way to see that light. There's a signal that's like flashing to tell you there's something wrong. There's something off. But when you have a completely cleansed out body, it's like you can see the lighthouse signal. You can see there's something flashing to say there's something going on here, right? Yes. It's so funny you say that because that's like the story of like my life and all my girlfriends because I work with 
some nurses, some other nutritionists, naturopathic doctors. And it's funny because that's exactly what happens. You know, when you remove junk food from your life, if you go out and you have some birthday cake, which has like heavy dairy or cream, all of a sudden, like you're reacting insanely to the dairy or, you know, whatever the junk food is. You're right because your body recognizes immediately what is toxic to your system. Mm -hmm. So I totally get it. I mean, at the end of the day, I always teach my clients, there's a healthier version for everything. So one thing my clients actually will do, which is I love is that they're going out to like a, like an event or like someone's birthday. They'll actually, especially in the beginning, they'll actually bring their own food. They'll bring their own treats. So that way they can still enjoy something yummy with their friends, but not feel discomfort in their body. Now, of course, there are things that you can do. And this is where like the supplement world comes in where you can do, or, you know, like doTERRA, you can do like digestive enzymes. If you know you're going to be out somewhere and you're going to be eating food that you don't do very well with, you know, like lactose or, um, or gluten or whatever it is. And that's the thing is those are such temporary things. And that's what Mm -hmm. I would recommend is, you know, don't live off of those things. You don't want to be popping pills for the rest of your life. You don't want to be (laughs) lying you know, on a digestive enzyme every single meal. So you don't feel discomfort because if that's the case, then you've got inflammation going on. But, um, that's where you can do those things temporarily is, you know what, you know, I get it. You want to live life. You want to have your cake and eat it too. And that's, yeah, that's really why I love the supplement world. And that's why you can do, you know, if you go out and you have, and you do react, you can have a herbal cleansing tea the next day, or you can incorporate some of the Zendocrine, um, the different oil blends that will help your system to rid those toxins out of your body a lot quicker. Um, or even like the, um, the, uh, the Zen Jest for digestion. If you've got that upset tummy, you know, that's why having your oils on hand is so essential because you can actually use those as supplements as well. You can help them to, you can apply them on your body to help your body soothe whatever digestive issues that you have going on. So yeah, I can, it is an example. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It, it is. It is. You know, you, you, you do learn, but at the end of the day, it's worth feeling so good in your body. And that's the thing I realized too. It's like, you know, when I'm at the store and I see a brownie, I'm like, oh, that would be so good. But I'm like, okay, I know that's going to make me have puppy eyes in the morning. I know it's going to do this. I know it's going to do that. I'm like, is it really worth it? And at the, end the, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, it's actually not. So it makes it easier to walk away from when you can remind yourself what you're, what's going to put your body through. Absolutely. And and a good example, I was just going to share, I just finished a a quite, quite the detox cleanse journey myself and was reintroducing some foods. And one of the things that I was really excited was like a really clean, you know, sugar free, aside from the tomatoes, uh, providing the sugar salsa, just straight up salsa with some guacamole, homemade guacamole. And uh, the acidity of the tomatoes bothered me so much. And I didn't realize how much they contributed to my sinus congestion, to inflammation in my body and to acid overload. Right. And so then I was like, all righty. So now I have heartburn and I had some like acidity, you know, acid reflux splashing up my esophagus, which felt terrible. And so I was taking Zengest, rubbing it on my stomach. I put a drop in my, uh, in my mouth, actually uh, I just rubbed my finger on the top of the bottle and dabbed it on my tongue. And then I was taking digestive enzymes and it helped me get, move through that quicker. But now I know where it's like, okay, tomatoes and meat, at least right now in my life, aren't getting yes. along. We're not friends right now. And that's okay because I don't need them. 
And I, I take, I take my lifelong vitality pack from doTERRA, which has beta carotene in it. And it considers where I live in the world, North America, we don't get as much beta carotene as they do in Europe based on their diet in comparison to ours. So they've up leveled the beta carotene amount in our supplements. And so I'm still getting that and I'm not getting the acidity from the tomatoes. So anyways, and there's other things I'm probably missing out on that are in tomatoes, but I'm going to get that elsewhere for right now. And that's okay. And, you know, I think we, we just have to, we have to trust our bodies and that they know, (laughs) especially when they're clean as a whistle, they know what's toxic for, for them. Right. Yeah. And I get it. At the end of the day, you know, I hear that a lot too. It's, oh, I can't eat my old favorite foods. And you know, it, you'll find new favorite foods as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, here you can, it's not that you can't, you can eat them. You're just not going to feel very good. So at yeah. the end of the day, you know, what, what matters more to you, just kind of prioritizing that and, you know, you learn and you adjust as well. Yeah. I think about some of my old favorite foods, you know, well, foods and drink, Dr. Pepper <laughs> and pizza, and you can't have a pizza and pop night without chips and who eats chips without chocolate bars. I mean, come on. And we yeah. look at some of these choices and now it's like the other day I made raw vegan Nanaimo bars, much like your friend to bring to an event where it was like, I know there's going to be snacks and Christmassy stuff and new year's things. And so I made raw vegan Nanaimo bars and the, the highest sugar content in there was some coconut nectar right? oh, awesome. and, and, and some dates in the, in the, in the base. And so that was, that was sugar. It was natural sugar and really low glycemic index and really, really good for me and giving me lots of protein and lots of other great health benefits. Uh-huh. And so, and that was like my treat and it felt so empowering. And I was like, this is now my new favorite thing. So oh, guys, I love that. Take heart. You will find new favorite things. <laughs> you do your taste buds change, your lifestyle changes, everything starts to change. And you know, at the end of the day, all that really matters is that you feel good. Absolutely. Ah, oh, I love it. Well, I, um, I, I won't keep you any longer other than to just have you maybe close out and share anything else that maybe we didn't cover that you wanted to share that's on your heart. Um, yeah. anything else before we, before we end our time together? Um, I would say because it is new year's and everyone at this moment is creating goals. Um, the one thing I get asked all the time is how do you make a goal stick? And, you know, one thing I love just really, and I kind of touched base on this earlier is just decide first, who do you want to become? You know, one thing for myself that I realized is, you know, I wanted to become more open. I wanted to become, um, just more loving with just everyone and just more expressive of that love that I have for everyone. So, you know, when you have a goal to, you know, let's just say whatever, let's say, because I kind of specialize in weight loss, it's always weight loss. Let's say your goal is to lose 30 pounds. Well, it's like, okay, you know, who does that, you know, when you, you won't be the same person because if you were, you wouldn't have, you'd, be, you'd already have that, you'd already, you would have already lost that weight if you already were that person. So when you lose the 30 pounds, like what does that version of you look like? Does that version of you look stronger? Does that version of you look happier, more confident? And then in the meantime, why can you not just start being that person now? Because I always mm-hmm. find that when you start implementing those characteristics, you have already like the goal is, has already, you've already reached that goal, essentially. I mean, the, the results do come, but at the end of the day, you know, I get a lot of clients, in the past, I used to get clients who lose the weight, but it was never enough. It was always like, oh, I need to lose another 20 pounds or another 20 pounds. When I was like, you look phenomenal. Like, you look great. It just, it never felt enough. 
Um, so that's one thing I kind of want to point out is if you're at any place in your life where you want to reach a goal, whether it's weight loss or business goals for like for finances, just ask yourself, who do you want to become? You know, what, how do you want to feel? What does that version of you look like? And just become that version of you right now, because that is essentially what you're really craving. And once you allow yourself to just be that person that you want to become, all those physical things around you will fall into place. Yeah, that's so good, Chelsea. And and I think the truth of the matter is, and and kind of the exactly what you're saying is that they're already that person. Like you are already that person. It's almost like you're just uncovering the truth of who you actually are. Yeah, exactly. You know, like for me, one thing was, oh, I want to be consistent and I want to be committed to my work. And, you know, once you just focus on just being consistent, like, you know, bring up those, like, how, you know, how does, what does that person look like? Draw, make your own, you know, avatar, like draw a person on a piece of paper and write down everything about them. And then you just give yourself permission to start being that person today. And then mm. you'd be surprised. Yeah. You don't need permission from anyone. You already have all of that already in you. And then yeah. once you just allow yourself to become that person, everything you want really just falls into place. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're being who you, who you truly are at your core values. You're just, you're just allowing yourself to put that into practice. Yeah. And then you start feeling good right away. You don't, you know, not that the results aren't going to come, but it's just results can come and people still don't feel good. It's never enough. So kind of just tap into what is it that you're actually craving? Like who do you want to become? And that Mm -hmm. will guide you on your journey. One last thing I want to just quickly ask you, anybody yeah. who, who struggles with food addiction or body dysmorphia, this exercise is really going to help them. But any other tips that you'd have for anybody who's listening, who does really struggle with that n- enough is never enough. I have body dysmorphia clearly. Cause I look in the mirror and I'm just never satisfied. Right. Mm-hmm. Or okay. I am addicted to food. And so, you know, I actually did a podcast episode with Cecilia Cruz and she's, um, a coach when it comes to like, like self-love and and like a body image, all that sort of thing. And, and one of the things that she was saying is she would even start binging on healthy things. Like she Mm -hmm. had this, this tendency to be addicted to even the healthy stuff. So can you speak to that? Yes. And I'll just make it super, super, super simple. Um, so I don't know if anyone has heard of Marissa Pierce. She's a psychotherapist. She teaches hypnotherapy. She has an amazing course that I would love to take at some point in the future. But one thing I really learned from her was everything, every disease stems from the disease of not feeling enough. So, you know, whether it's, and that's why we want, and at the end of the day, if you think of it, not feeling enough, if we felt enough, we would never really have the urge to grow and to push ourselves past our limits and to be of purpose to our community and the world. So in a way, you know, when there's a healthy balance, it serves us, you know, the purpose to push ourselves and to become that person that we want to strive for and become our best. But when it becomes, a, you know, to the point where no matter what we do, it's never enough for us, where we start self-sabotaging, um, I find just reminding ourselves, and she has this one exercise where you basically, you write it on every single mirror in your house, you write out, I am enough, and you read that every day. Just so that way your reticular activating system in your brain and your subconscious mind starts registering when you even just read it, that you start telling yourself that you are enough. And then at some point you start to believe I am enough. And then you start mm. to realize that you don't need to self-sabotage. You don't need to use the food. You don't need to use the alcohol or whatever it is to make yourself feel 
better than, you know, better than what's the right way to say it. You don't need the substances to make you feel better in general. You start to realize that you are enough and that you are perfect the way you are. It doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have. You are a hundred percent perfect the way you are. And you just become more self-acceptance. And when you are self-acceptance, you start to have more self-love. And when you have self-love, it just, I find a lot of blockages start to um, disintegrate and then you are just more open and you're more in alignment, your vibration increases. And that's when you can really just start creating the life that you really, really, really want for yourself with ease. Mm. And you're just healthier in all of the ways. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> nutrition is, is only one piece of the puzzle it, Oils yeah. and, and natural medicine. That's only one piece. It's only one tool in your toolkit, yeah. right? Exactly. So Cause is- like, Great. Exactly. But like you said, you know, people, it happens all the time where some people, you know, growing up, maybe were used to not having very much money or they got used to being, you know, in a household with like abusive parents or they got used to being, you know, and that's why we attract sometimes certain relationships that are maybe toxic or certain careers where we make lots of money, but we self-sabotage, we lose all the money. We have this belief that we're not, we have like a certain level of what we feel we're allowed and right. we're not, we're not worthy. We're not worthy it, of anything more than at that certain amount. Exactly. Cause that's our comfort zone and it can be very uncomfortable to lose the weight because all of a sudden, Oh, I don't have that protective barrier that was protecting me. Or, you know, I was never allowed to be, I was never this weight. So I got to go back to where I was. Cause that was what was comfortable. That was what was allowed. So mm-hmm. yeah, just reminding yourself that you are enough. That would be my one tip for anyone with any type of really symptom of self-sabotage. So good. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. I keep saying that. I'm like, this is so good. You're so good. (laughs) Um, Been really, really enjoying this conversation. I always enjoy all of our conversations. And I think, I think you are really awesome at helping people um, learn to love themselves, love the process as well. Um, And I think, I think we put so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Emphasis. Especially maybe emphasis, but yeah, as, as women, we tend to put so much pressure mm-hmm. on the process and on the becoming when it's like, you just need to enjoy the process. You need to be experimental with this. You need to love the journey. It's not just about the destination. And we talk about this a lot. This is a resounding thing in business and in life and in, in conversations that I've had in the past, but I I'm really passionate about helping people learn to love their lifestyle. And I feel like you're the same exact way. Like Learn to love this process. Learn to love yourself and, and who you are, what your unique DNA is and who you want to become and go out there and make it happen and don't let things hold you back anymore. It's funny you say that. I'll share one more thing actually just because you sparked it in my mind. Um, so when I was in IIN um, and we did the morning pages by Julia Cameron, have you, have you done that one yet? No. Okay. So, um, it's an exercise where you basically, the moment you open your eyes, like the moment you wake up, you're like, you're like half awake, half asleep. You turn over, you grab your pen and paper, you write out your dreams because that way you're training yourself to tap into your subconscious mind. You write out whatever it is that is bothering you so you can really digest it and come up with solutions. So it's not just, you know, this is bothering me. This is bothering me. What can I do about it? And then you come up with, you know, you balance it out. You say the negative, but then what can you do to fix it? And then you finish with 10 things that you're grateful for. So years ago, when I was in my, that seven year toxic relationship, not that it was, 
you know, he's an amazing person. It just wasn't the right person for me. So it felt like mm-hmm. a toxic situation at a certain time. And the household I was in, you know, I had quit my job. We were financially not very, you know, stable at the time. The house I was in was a dump. Like there was like, oh, there was, it was horrible. There was like black widows. There was earwigs. There was like leaks. Like the foundation wasn't very good. It was just, it was horrible. I hated it. I was so bitter. But then I realized one day it clicked in my mind. I was like, if I don't appreciate, I was like, I'm not working right now. I have all the time in the world to heal myself. I was like, I have a roof over my head. I have food in the fridge, even though it's not like maybe every option I would want in the world. But if you don't reckon, if you're not, if you're not grateful for what you have now, you will never, ever be grateful for what you do have. And then I just started practicing the gratitude. And it was funny because by the time I moved out of that house, I was so in love with that property that I actually didn't want to leave. And just practicing that gratitude really rewires your brain to focus on everything in life that is great. And it really, really, really shifts everything in your body. It like I can talk, this is a whole other topic for like another podcast, but that alone is really what transformed my life. It is what allowed me to walk away from that seven year relationship guilt-free. It really just like, I can't say enough about it. So that would be the last thing I want to say. Um, but if for anyone who's just feeling down, who's just not feeling good about themselves, the I am enough is great, but also the gratitude journaling will just, like, like you said, just enjoying the journey. Cause if you don't enjoy the journey, you're never going to enjoy anything. So if you can really just practice that, you will fall in love with life every single day. Yeah. And that's, that's what we want, right? That's what we ultimately want. And people, people who are, who are listening and maybe you didn't realize that that's what you wanted until just now, (laughs) right? To fall in love (laughs) with your life every single day. But now, you know, that's what you want. And that's powerful. Exactly. Yeah. That's a powerful realization. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us. And I'm sure we'll have to do, you know, an, a part two podcast together because we have so much ground that we could cover continually. And, and, uh, if you guys want to keep, uh, hanging out with us, we are going to be doing that class. And, and I checked the date. It's the 20th. So it's Monday, the 20th at 7 PM Eastern standard time. And we're going to be teaching oils 101 together collaboratively. Uh, and we are going to be doing that on the wealthy women public Facebook page. And then we will be either, well, we'll either do it live there, post a recording there. We'll figure that out. So Chelsea, where can they follow you so they can catch our live or catch lives from you in the future? Um, Tell them, tell them the ways that they can connect with you on social media. So I'm on Instagram under Chelsea Marie coaching. I do a lot of the live videos throughout the week. Um, Really quickly. Sorry, Chelsea spelt it's C-H-E-L-S-E-Y, right? Marie. Yeah. Yeah. So Chelsea spelled differently than I I feel like most people would naturally spell it. So yeah. So Chelsea and then Chelsea Marie coaching. And then what was your, you're going to say about your lives? Um, so I pop up on like Instagram and we'll do the story. Sorry. That's what I meant with with the stories. And then when I'm, I, I do my wellness Wednesdays, every single Wednesday, So that is on my Facebook page. You can find me under Chelsea Marie. And then I also have my private hardcore living group. So that's just to create a more intimate environment, a more one-on-one. So if you have questions, I pop up weekly in that private group as well. I share more recipes. I just kind of, I just share more in that group. So if you want more content, if you want more collaboration, that would be a best place to start. If you really want to just join the community and just be a part of us um, in the group there, that would be a really great place to start and to join. 
Awesome. And then in terms of getting started with actual health coaching, if you are um, looking to get started with essential oils, that's an area where Chelsea and I can both help you and serve you. Now, the cool thing is, is you get us both. It's like a package deal, (laughs) which is awesome. So if you get started with one of her coaching programs, for example, um, you can look on her website, you can check her out on, on social media and find out how that works exactly. But usually Chelsea has this awesome dealio where you're getting a, a package in, in terms of coaching, but then also there's oils incorporated into that. And so you can follow her to learn about how that works unless you wanted to say anything about that now. Yeah. So I do what's called a free um, one-on-one discovery call. So I would start with that to see that, you know, that I'm a good fit for you, that you're a good fit for me. So we can really just dive into what is going on with your health, your life, what's getting in the way. So I really encourage you to schedule your free consultation. And then yes, as Erica mentioned, I have different packages and some of my packages will have the oils included in there because I really do, you know, I love, that was my intention was to help, you know, everyone really understand how they can really just detox their life, not just their body, but their entire environment, their lifestyle as well. So if that's what you're looking for, um, then I think it would be a great fit for you. Awesome. Cool. And so guys, you can uh, catch up with both of us, as I said, on January 20th at 7 p.m. Check out the forums that Chelsea mentioned and then the Wealthy Women public Facebook page. Uh, wealthy women on Instagram. It's wealthy underscore women. And remember, you're listening to this podcast. You know the spelling is funny in a good way. W e l l t h y. Rich in health, not rich in wealth. Although rich in wealth is also good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like Erica. Just end the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're And so that is where we decided to end the podcast. Thanks again so much for tuning in. And don't forget to join us on Monday, January 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be talking about essential oils together. Talk to you soon. Bye.